Hello, and welcome to Through the Mist with me, your host, Owen. This is a Voidin' vs. Theory podcast where we look at the law and try to understand how it all works. In this episode, we'll be looking at Nooms. So five people, we are here in Sofi. Yeah, Ooh. welcome back. Thanks for coming along, joining in. Yeah, whoop whoop whoop. What that? <laughs> that was a bit too much, Owen. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So as I was trying to say, welcome back. This is episode five of Through the Mist. Hope you are having a good week. Since a uh, month, actually, not week. Since last episode, I have. Uh, changed some of the descriptions and added some links to things. For example, uh, Sadie's map. Was that last week? Oh, I'm saying things and I don't know the answers to them. Oh, this is Owen searching. This may have been cut. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like Sadie's map, which was last episode. Just did the check now. <laughs> and in the first episode also, there's a now a link to Voidinverse Timeline that I use and help produce. So that's all down there in descriptions. There'll be some links to some stuff from this episode as well. So keep your eyes out and have a look in the descriptions. Click them, see if they work. Hopefully they do. But yeah, added some stuff down there. Also, since the last episode, since the last episode came out, uh, Tower Time, as I like to call it, or uh, the Charles Apollo Tower of Nero has finally come out. I've read it, I've done it, I've done the read, so I don't have to worry about spoilers and neither deep, but it's fine. This episode is not going to be going into any sort of spoilers for that book at all, because we're looking at Egypt, not uh, not Grisho Roman, so we're good there. You don't have to worry about any of that junk. Um, however, one small part of that book has inspired next episode, so I don't know what the spoilers would be, but there would definitely be minor, very minor spoilers for turn. So by next month, if you haven't read it, you better should. <laughs> Hopefully you have. Before we finally get into the chunk of all of this, I had come up, just while I was researching this and stuff, this this month, I was, I was just in the shower. I don't know why, and a thought occurred to me. And it was all to do with demigod smell. So uh, I haven't really fleshed this out in any way, shape or form. Does demigod smell increase when they hit puberty? <laughs> is it like, is it like, is it, is, it, is it like how you sweat more and start to smell more when you hit puberty as well, usually? That happened to me. Um, is it like that? But then there's the Annabeth who's like the outlier who started to smell strong in seven because is it? It's this, it's this, it's like, but they always start, no matter what, they get their biggest smell, according to Grover, uh, 12. Why is it always 12? Is that, is that puberty thing? Or is that just uh, uh, Rick going, uh, I'm making a teen book for my kid who happens to be 12. So I need a reason for them to be 12 that's not uh, awkward and weird. So is it that? Let us know on the emails or the social. I only have one social. Email is through.t.mist at gmail.com, linked in the descriptions, along with a link to the Instagram page uh, at through underscore mist. That's also now got a link in the description. I think that's enough welcoming backening. So, fairy time! So, I mentioned right at the start, looking at the gnomes, 
of the world specifically. We're looking at the world gnomes introducing the Cain Chronicles, hence Egyptian. So a little bit of history, tiny bit of history, because something needs to know. But the big thing is what are gnomes? Let's just get that out of the way. Let's get that sorted. So a gnome is an Egyptian name that splits an area in into district, region, or fil- facility. I can't read. These are my, I'm reading my own notes, and they're just... They're, yeah, it's a way that Egypt, ancient Egypt, was split into small different sectors, a bit like a county or a, ste- a US state and stuff like that to help the management, presumably, of, of the lands. Within the context of the Roydenverse, the House of Life has divided the world up into 360 different gnomes. The first gnome, being located in Egypt, at the headquarters, underneath Cairo, pretty much, and the 160th gnome being Antarctica. The thing is, we kind of, it was, uh, so the, the whole idea behind this at the start was, let's see if we can work out all 360 gnomes. Spoiler alert, didn't happen. That was, that was a task that I went, nope, uh, on after doing uh, quite a chunk of googling, researching, and stuff like that. It, it, it took a while. Uh, let's just, let's just run through the known gnomes. There is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 known gnomes. That's fun to say. So you got the first gnome, as I said, Egypt. The ninth gnome is based in London. 14th, based in Paris, 18th in St. Petersburg, 21st is the Brooklyn, 51st, Dallas, Texas, 100th is located in Toronto, Canada, 234th is uh, located within Tokyo, the 300th is North Korea, the 360th is in Antarctica, and then we have two other gnomes we know, but we do not know their numbers, which is one located in Chicago and one located in Mexico City. So that's all of the gnomes that we know. That's how that's 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 the starting point. We know these gnomes and we have information about the gnomes. So I a theory appeared in my head while doing this, and that was every single gnome we meet is located to or paired with some sort of museum or ancient Egyptian artifacts. So uh, the biggest one, the most obvious, is the 51st gnome in Dallas, who look after whatever that museum is. I haven't, I, I haven't looked back in the book. St. Petersburg, it's literally within, it's located within the museum itself. Uh, mentioned that the Brooklyn one is located near, nearish to the Brooklyn Museum or close enough to the Brooklyn Museum. They're all located to museums which have Egyptian artifacts in them, which makes sense because within the world that Rick's created, all of these, it's not quite like uh, the Greek and Romans where the gods themselves just can manifest anywhere and all the mythology can manifest anywhere it really likes. The Egyptian one is more tied to artifacts that is actually being created so egyptian artifacts have magic stores within them and stuff like that so it's it makes sense that they all are linked to that so that's that was my starting point i went okay so if that's what we've got let's go and have a look a list of museums that house egyptian artifacts and then see if we can come up with some sort of list it, it was a long list but right uh yeah so that is kind of our starting point.
yeah. Uh, right at the start, before I really came up with that point, I just want to mention it because I did it and it's near my notes, so I'm going to mention it. So I did a tiny bit of maths. I went, there's at least going to be it's 360 gnomes. There's nine, 195 recognized countries by the UN. That gives an average of 1.8 per country, but that does not include places like Antarctica. So, you know, and known minimum of three in the states so it's not an even distribution around the world so that kind of helps with that sort of stuff it's like with stuff later on how okay so if there was one if it was perfectly evenly distributed there'll be about 1.8 per country but we know that there are three within the united states alone so the so the distribution is not even it there will be more in one area one country less in other countries so that's kind of what that comes in and that will come to effect later so remember that that it's definitely not an even distribution so the actual searching and trying to find how many gnomes i forgot to mention when i mentioned the museum stuff and how they're all connected to the different museums is that so we got for example the 300 360th gnomes north korea and antarctica are known as punishment assignments and I went oh so that that's a good thing because then, you know, that makes that would make sense because there's highly unlikely to be any Egyptian artifacts in Antarctica, highly unlikely to be any Egyptian artifacts in North Korea. So they're punishment assignments because nothing is ever expected to happen there. If something's happening there, the world has gone to poop. It has gone down the drain. It is just it's getting flushed and the world is ending. Ragnarok is finally here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the search, I did two different ways of searching. I tried to recruit you guys to help, but only one person replied. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to recruit you guys on Instagram, but I only got one reply from a, a at Natalie Wilhelm, who, if you didn't know, Floor 600, go listen to that. They've kind of done now, but you know, they've got the entire Pojo series, so go listen to that. Uh, and she helped out with Chicago. So they know that's a tick for Chicago. If I found nothing, I at least now had a museum for the Chicago gnome, which is the unknown gnome. One of the unknown gnomes. Unknown gnomes. Yes. So the other thing, major bits I found out was I found a Wikipedia list. I know, not that trustworthy, but best I got. And it gave me a hundred different museums or locations uh, with... Egyptian artifacts, so that was useful. The other website I found was Egypt, globaleGyptianMuseum.org, and in, within that, it stated that there were 850 public collections of Egyptian artifacts across 69 countries. They estimated, but the wonderful thing about that website, it only it apparently lists supposed to list all of them, but it only listed like five different museums. Uh, or public collections. Uh, it only listed like five of them. That's a bit of an under-exaggeration, probably 10 to 15. But it listed very few. Um, and there was no contact information anywhere on the website. And it didn't look like it had been updated since about 2003. <laughs> so, yay, fun times. We had nothing. <laughs> that website was great. It was very promising, but it gave us nothing which is very saddening. Hmm, sad times. Um, so, I went, right then, if, if this is all we're going to find, let's, we're going to have to use the Wikipedia list. And that was, that was, that was it. That was all I could use. So I went, right then. 
say there's a minimum of one per country, and we'll use the 195 recognised UN ones. So, and we'll add one for Antarctica because we know there's one there. That leaves us with 164 different gnome spaces to fill. And the public displays from, uh, what was it, uh, globaleegyptianmuseum.org uh, said that they were across 69 countries. So, with the 165 left, it gives you around 2.3 plus 1 per those 69 countries. I don't know, what does that make? That doesn't quite make sense. I mean, my notes don't quite make sense. We'll say uh, 2.3 across those 69 countries is roughly the spread if it was an even distribution, but like I said, highly unlikely to be an even distribution throughout those areas. So from the Wikipedia list, uh, the map, when I mapped them. I did a map, my link will be in the description to the map, and I mapped all of them. <laughs> because what else are you going to do? Also, put them in a spreadsheet, link will also be down. So the Wikipedia list it mapped out and gave us 79 different cities slash areas, uh, and... I'm going to run through the area now because I'm, you'll find out what the 79.5 is at the end. But I'm just going to run through a list. It's going to be fun. You're going to love it. It's list time. So five in Australia, one in Austria, two in Belgium, three in Canada, one in Denmark, five in Egypt, two in France, six in Germany, one in Greece, one in Hungary, one in India, one in Ireland, one in Israel, six in Italy, one of those in the Vatican City, one in Netherlands, one in Portugal, two in Russia, one in South Africa, one in Sudan, Two in Switzerland, Switzerland, one in the Netherlands, eleven within the United Kingdom, Great Britain, and Northern Ireland, and third and twenty-three point five within the US. The reason I'm point fiving is because when I mapped them, there's one in Newark, New Jersey, which you know your American geography, which I don't, hence why I mapped everything. Uh, it is literally across the bay from Manhattan, <laughs> which is on the other side, it's Brooklyn. So there's very close for Brooklyn and New Jersey and Newark. Uh, so I was like, will there be another one there? If there was another one there, surely we'd have heard about it in the books. So that's that's one that I'm uh, up for debate of whether to keep or not. You guys can decide what you think. If all those are correct, that leaves we end up with 85 unknown. There's just 85 that we will never find out. We can never find out. And some of these in this list are within the books, so uh, like the Rush, one of the Russian ones, one of the UK ones, some of the US ones, and they all line up, which is all nice and lovely, and uh, also another thing is that unclear, I think, within the books, whether the first gnome is the entirety of Egypt, or just like around Cairo. So, you know, the how many did I say was in Egypt? Five in Egypt. They could just be part part of the first gnome. It's a bit bit iffy, wiffy, you know. Oh, I I'd put how many were at the Global Egyptian Museum? Only sixteen were on display in the drop down menu. So you know, like I said, but nothing compared to the eight hundred and fifty that are there apparently are around the world. Um, so I after doing all this, I think my theory is correct. I believe my theory is correct, but I doubt that unless someone properly has a go and can. And what also I thought was a problem when I was doing this is that I I only really know English. I know a tiny bit of Welsh. For example, Barada is good morning. Um, so I know a very, very tiny bit of, bit of Welsh, but I know no other languages. So when I try to, for example, look up for a museum in Tokyo, 
near the Shibuya district. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> sorry if you're Japanese and listening to this for some reason. Um, for example, when I was looking at that, it's highly unlikely that I'm going to find an Eng- a website which is in English that will easily tell me this information. And it's like, if I go through that list again, I'm not going to read through them. English is probably one of the top three to four languages that those countries know, all of them, three to five, top, is within that top five. So, you know, it's that, it's that weird bit of what actually do we know versus what can we get out of it all. It's a bit weird, and I don't think we'll ever be able to find it. So, like I said, oh, so I'm gonna do a wrap up now. Play music. Yeah. So one of the big questions, Rick, is why 360? Why did you end up using 360? It's like, where did he get that number from? Also, how has the order decided? I clearly feel like the order for the 360 in real life would be the last one's Antarctica because it's the newest. So clearly, that's the order they put them in. But what between North Korea, which is 300, and Antarctica 360, there's 40, 59 or 58? How would we do this math? 58. There'd be 58 different gnomes that you just went, we'll just add it doesn't quite make sense unless it's like when Europe split up and they added one for all the different countries but there's still not 58 new countries in Europe in that time anyway so and I doubt I truly doubt that anyone will be able to work out all the gnomes within the Roydenverse or 360 of them and unless they're within the sphere 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 of ancient Egypt research, which I am not. I am definitely not a part of. I am I am a UK trained boy. That is what I am. But if you want to go, if you want to give it a go, by all means, please do. I would love to see someone else's take on all 360 gnomes, actually trying to number them, or even trying to go, go through my list, which, as I said, links in description. I'm pointing down. You can't see, but I'm doing it, doing it like they do on the discovery channel um pointing down down there go use the links description be fun give it a go yeah have fun as i said next month the theory has been brought upon because of toratan toratan <laughs> i'm going mad and we're gonna close this episode out from the outro Thank you for indulging this theory. If you have any comments on this theory or theories of your own you want me to discuss, you can email them through to through.t.mist at gmail.com or you can follow the Instagram and DM me there at through underscore mist. Make sure you follow the podcast, like the podcast, rate the podcast, do all the things that will help boost the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. I've been Owen and come back next time as we try to see Third time's a charm with that.